Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 23. Previously in the Valley of Green Gold, Silbeth, our wild magic sorceress played by Brad, was called away by Roger Oakcrest to help he and his wife Buttercup with something. The last time Silbeth did that, she was nearly killed by some crabs and some bees. It's been the better part of a day, and she has yet to return. Bunny DePayne got to work building his pro wrestling empire, recruiting an old drunk pirate named Jed. Thank you to Jedi for submitting the Dread Pirate Jed. They secured a short-term lease at the Gilded Cane, a very fancy inn owned by a very fancy goblin named Zark Coppertop. Zark was submitted by a true goblin of culture. Clubhead and Wendell checked in on Muty, a young woman who doesn't seem to speak much, who lives in a burrow under Merchant Harbor. She was submitted by H.D. Burke. Clubhead planted some mushroom spores in Muty's home and was horrified to see that there was a cave-in caused by the most recent earthquake, crushing his babies. But thanks to some quick action and successful medicine check, Clubhead's first successful planting on Crow Island is still alive. With Wendell's tunneling skills, Clubhead surmised that they could burrow under just about any building in town from Muty's home, and Wendell immediately started digging toward the repository. He's absolutely fixated on the ticking sound coming from that building. But Muty was displeased with that. Yeah, she was afraid of getting in trouble with the law. So Wendell decided he'd just go to the repository and tunnel right next to the foundation of the building. Actually made way more sense to just go straight to the house and dig anyway. While Bunny and Clubhead kept watch, Wendell made his way into the cellar, burrowing up through the floor. Inside, he saw long-neglected crates and bottles, dusty boxes and jars, with what appeared to be spell components and ingredients. A set of stairs led to a door, which bore a magical glyph of warding. Outside, Sheriff Dandy Griffin happened to stop by to chat with Bunny and Clubhead, who successfully distracted him from seeing that Wendell had burrowed under the building. Knowing the risks, Wendell activated the glyph on the basement door, but thankfully it didn't explode. The door was locked. A moment later, the basement door unlocked and opened. Somebody took a few steps down, but Wendell couldn't see who it was. They retreated back up into the building. After the sheriff left, Bunny and Club had heard the front door of the repository open and standing before them with her silvery hair and long, colorful, flowing gowns, was Madame Schmoopy, the proprietor of the repository, submitted by none other than Schmoopy. And she said, gather up your friend and get him out of my cellar or else. Madame Poopy, it's so good to finally meet you. Uh, Madame Schmoopy <laughs> is my name. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. We'll we'll do that. We'll we'll get we'll get him out. Um, here, listen. Uh, he is obsessed with figuring out what that ticking is in your house. I personally can't hear it, but he insists that there's a ticking. Um, uh, he will not stop trying to break into your house unless he finds the answer to that question. So please, for the love of everything, tell him. <laughs> Well, I will tell you that nothing good will come from him pounding on my door at all hours, <laughs> standing out in front of my home, 
Like a lunatic, nothing good will come from him digging into my cellar and breaking into my house. <laughs> Don't you see? If he wants to know what the ticking is, tell him to bring me some chocolate and I'll tell him all about it. Of course. Is that all it took? She nods her head and glares at the both of you and then slams the front door. Oh, high five, buddy. High five. Hey, we did it. Yeah. Look at us. What <laughs> mysteries can't we solve, buddy? Meanwhile, <laughs> Wendell, you are still in the cellar. What do you do? I rip a piece of paper out of my spell book and I write a note. And the note says, sorry about the hole in your floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I leave the note on top of the stone that I've dislodged, and I try to reset it as best I can. Give me a sleight of hand check. Eleven. Eh, it's not perfect, but it'll do. Okay. Yeah, because the door has been rebarred, and, and Wendell doesn't feel like it's going to lead to anything. Okay. He just decides to give up. So you come out of the tunnel. As you're emerging from the tunnel, you hear what sounds like the front door of this building slamming shut. <laughs> what? What was that? Oh, my God. And then you hear us going, yeah, high five. What mysteries can't we solve? <laughs> <laughs> Clubhead Bunny, what happened? Did Schmoopy come out? She did. She doesn't like us that much, but... She is willing to let you know what the ticking noise is. We just gotta get her chocolate? Get her chocolate? How did she know that I was there? Well... She never saw me. Maybe she just assumed it was you. Apparently she's seen you standing out in front of her house for hours at a time. Yeah, she knows you've been stalking her. You're lucky she hasn't gone to the sheriff yet. What did you do down there? Um, I just went into her basement, but it was all well protected and I couldn't really do anything. I still don't know what the ticking is. Listen, it doesn't matter, because your decision to dig into her cellar is ultimately what led her to coming out and talking to us. So it was the <laughs> right decision. Now I must find some chocolate. Perhaps chocolate is rare. Oh, would Batsuma have chocolate? Does she put it in, in her breads? Did she have any chocolate muffins before you gave them away? You guys don't recall seeing any chocolate in any of her baked goods. Have we had any chocolate hmm. ever? Have I had any chocolate? You, Clubhead, have not had chocolate. Wendell has never had chocolate. And Bunny, you've only had chocolate one time. It was, you know, a special treat when you were a kid. I, I remember having it once and it was pretty great, but it's its not like it's everywhere. But we did meet a, a beer barbarian. Maybe there's a chocolatier. I think that's what they're called on this island. Sure, you could you could certainly check. Huh. I mean, you got to go back and talk to Scout Schellenberg at some point. That's true. But as the day winds to a close, you do know that Argus Hawksong is playing uh, another show tonight at Rokan's Respite. But you guys, you know, you have a place to stay mm -hmm. at the uh, Gilded Cane. And the Gilded Cane is a fancy spot. Maybe our fancy goblin has a little uh, stash. You want to go check that out? A stash? He, he's rich. I mean, if he's got the best of the best, chocolate is the best. Oh, good idea. Yes, if chocolate is a delicacy, then he would know. Yeah, let's go back to the Gilded Cane. See if they have any chocolate there. Awesome. You go back to the Gilded Cane, and like most nights, the Gilded Cane is kind of dark. 
Uh, there's there's no crowd. There are no customers at the Gilded Cane. It's a very fancy spot, and it's rather exclusive, and it's expensive. And the townsfolk here in Merchant Harbor just don't go there. Man, I can't wait till we get this place bustling, guys. <sighs> just look at it. I can see. I, I see the vision. So you go inside the Gilded Cane. And uh, Zark Coppertop is standing behind the bar talking to a bartender, a human man. And he sees you come in. <laughs> oh, there's my tenant now. Um, I am afraid I have bad news for you. Uh-oh. Bad news how? The dread pirate Jed, he got upstairs somehow and found his way into the liquor storage facility. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Jed. You owe me some money for his consumed product. Oh. H- how much? Uh, ten gold pieces. Ten gold? What kind of booze are you? It's okay. It is very good I will have you know. I, imported <laughs> from across the sea. This is, you do have the best of the best. And speaking of that, um, Mr. Mister Copper Mountain, would you happen to be able to procure some chocolate? Copper Top is the name. Oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to give you the 10 gold, but I'd even throw in an extra five. If you had some some uh, chocolate, yes, we need we need chocolate. We need some chocolate. High quality chocolates. How much chocolate do you need? Enough to satisfy an eighty-year-old woman. Oh, I can get you a pound of high-quality dark chocolate, but it's going to cost you everything. What? what? The cost doesn't matter. We're here. We're mystery solving. Uh, how much is it, though, just in case? Well, everything has value and everything has a price to the right person. Are, are you saying that uh, you maybe don't want money, but you want a favor? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Oh, you're the smart one, aren't you? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Step into my office, please. I don't want to have this conversation out here with all of the customers. <laughs> the, the what? <laughs> we look around the room, there's crickets. No customers anywhere. Yes, yes, all the customers. We have to get away. Let's let's go, go to your office. Yeah, to the back room. Yes, he, he ushers you into his office where all of the furniture looks to be custom made for a goblin. You know, it's all small-ish. And as you enter the room, he goes behind his desk. He sits down in his amazing-looking leather goblin-sized chair, and he points at the chairs in front of his desk, and he says, Please have a seat. Sure. Clubhead sits on, like, the chair as best as he can. Okay. He's kind of skinny. Okay. Wendell just jumps up on the chair and stands on it. Okay. All right. I do a power squat. I'm just going to count it as a part of my nightly workout. (laughs) Okay. Zark gives Wendell a glaring, disapproving look. <laughs> Have you never seen a chair before? I'm a, I'm not, I'm small. This is a better height for me to see you with and have a good conversation. Oh, how very thoughtful of you, Wendell. As for the chocolate and my fee, I want you to kill Don Goose. <gasps> what? <laughs> Is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. Uh, I think I might still have 
be partially concussed from the, the, the rounds earlier. Did you say kill Don Goose? I want you to end his life. But whatever for? What has he done? He has insulted me. Um, and for that he deserves to die? Yes! Well, well what was the insult? He said, don't go to that goblin joint to some of his customers. Oh. So so he's he's just um doing business and trying to take your business and you want him murdered? Yes. Why is this so difficult to understand? <sighs> wow. This is the only way we can get chocolate. Is, is that what you're telling me, sir? This chocolate must be really, really good. I've only had it once. I don't think it was murder good, but maybe... What, what if we, what if we, instead of killing Don Goose, uh, r- stopped him from directing people away from your business? Oh, eh, destroy his business. Yes, I like the way you think. You could light his building on fire. What would we do for a chocolate <laughs> bar? I'd commit arson. Uh, well, you, you let us take care of it. We've got experience with these kind of things. We'll figure out a way to uh, stop the clientele from being diverted from your restaurant. No, 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 no. I want him destroyed. Oh. Oh. It seems like a lot to ask for just some dark chocolate. I don't... <laughs> couldn't we just get chocolate from any random person? How can we prove that you even have this capability? This is a big ask. I mean, you gotta have a little bump of chocolate. (laughs) Just a little taste. Just so we know that you're good for it. No chocolate comes to Merchant Harbor at great expense because of its rarity. And only I, Zark Coppertop, can pay the exorbitant fees to bring it to me. I am a true goblin of culture. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pardon me. I seem to have gotten a bit carried away. So, who among you has the best persuasion skill? Not me. Who's rolling this? I have a minus one. Oh, oh, okay, here we go. Come on, baby. <clears throat> Listen. Oh, well, 14. <laughs> hey, it's a 14. <sighs> he peers at you over his tiny spectacles, <laughs> and he says, I will give you a tiny sliver of chocolate. <laughs> He pulls a key out of his jacket pocket. It's attached to a chain. (coughs) A key bump of chocolate? (laughs) He unlocks a desk drawer. He opens it up. He pulls out a tiny, tiny little wrapped parcel. He unwraps it. And then he pulls out a small gold-bladed dagger. And he shaves off just a hair-thin strand of dark chocolate as it curls along the edge of the knife blade and he scoots it across the desk to you rewraps the parcel puts it back in the drawer relocks the drawer puts the key back in his jacket pocket <laughs> there is your taste well um hey since you're the only one who's ever had it before buddy you should be the one who tastes it to confirm its authenticity um, make sure it's the real stuff um, yeah. Okay. Not cut with the nougat. This better not be stepped on, man. If this is some of that nougaty bull. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I put it in my gums. <laughs> it's, it's legitimately the best chocolate you have ever had. Guys, I can't lie. This does slap. Oh. This is some of that real deal chocolate he's got. Wow. Maybe we could keep some of the chocolate for ourselves and not give it all to Schmoopy if we do this for him. Oh, this chocolate is for Schmoopy? Yes. 
Oh, I'm sorry, the deal's off. Why? Because she's horrible. (laughs) But that's probably why she's horrible, because she doesn't have chocolate. Can't you see the connection? It's an interesting take. It's the only take. Wait, what makes this so horrible? She just seems like she doesn't want people going into her house. She's never asked us to kill anyone for a delicacy. She has held something above my head for a long time. She knows things about me. Oh. Well, wouldn't you rather just have her killed? Ooh. Would you do a two for one? (laughs) 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 Well, we wouldn't need the chocolate if we kill her. It doesn't make any sense. Clubhead. Solve all our problems with violence. (laughs) It's quite tempting. I can get you poison. It's non-violent. Well, <laughs> you could just owe us a favor, but we might also want the chocolate. Maybe we won't give it to Schmoopy. Maybe we'll eat it for ourselves. The chocolate was really good, guys. Let's all take a step back here and remember why. Yes, let's take a step back here and think <laughs> about this. Why are we doing any of this, hmm. Wendell? We have to find out what the ticking is. Do we really? Do we? Well, we don't. But we're already kind of committed, man. I'm not. I could I could forget about it, walk right out the door, and never think of it again. Can you walk away? I could walk right the fuck away. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to murder anybody. I want to bring joy to the town. <laughs> okay, okay. I have allowed myself to get a bit carried away in the fantasy of it all. I have an adjustment to make to my uh, generous offer a pound of premium dark chocolate. And in exchange, you shall give Don Goose a proper thrashing. (laughs) Uh, Just jump him in the alley behind his horrible tavern some night when he's out there all alone, smoking his big fat stogie. Ah, yes. I want you to beat him until he weeps. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good deal. We could do that. Do you want us to leave a message like, this is from Narc? <laughs> no, just do it and tell me all about it. Yes, deal. Deal. Yes, do it. Do it tonight, and then I will give you the block of chocolate. Clubhead, does that sound reasonable? I mean, uh, sure, why not? I shake his, his tiny little uh, fancy goblin hand. Oh, it's delicate, and the skin is soft like a baby's bottom. Oh, you've never really worked hard day in your life, have you, sir? (laughs) No. Why work hard when one can work smart? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we gotta get going on that kick the the crap out of Don thing, but we'll be back with stories of feet to face. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. (laughs) Destroy him. Beat him. It's close enough to nighttime. If you wanted to do a long rest here, we could do that. I do have three hit points. It's time for bed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the Dunn could call for me. I'd be pretty much over. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do think that we could all use sleeping on this whole thing. Couldn't we just steal his key? And, he goes to sleep, right? He's not a mage. He doesn't have wards. I have like a plus five proficiency in stealth and a decent sleight of hand. Can we just kind of like rob him of a little bit of chocolate? It's not like he like waited out on a scale. He's not going to miss a bit. I have an alternative idea. Ooh, what is it? Where everybody is made happy. Okay. Okay, check this out. We go talk to Don and we tell him what we're suppo- what's supposed to happen. Okay. And then we say, we will pay you 
in gold or chocolate hmm. if you let us punch you and then walk around with the bruise on your face in front of in in front of him so that he knows that you were beaten. If he takes a dive, okay. That's right. Ah, and you know Don Goose, he's 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 been a wrestler, right? Like, or he's he's been in fights and shit. Yeah, yeah, he was a badass, definitely. He can handle himself in a scrap, so so he could probably take a beating, yeah. and like be fine and kind of know how to. Okay, yeah, exactly. And then he'll take the gold. I like where your head's at. And this way, nothing bad happens to anyone except for a little bruise in the face. Let's do that. Okay, cool. Exactly. Um, who's got gold? I I, I have, a, even minus the 10 I just lost, I still got like 205-ish gold. Excellent. This is for the whole gang, man. So I'm in. Thanks for uh, putting your gold up for our mutual adventures. Yeah. Team. So uh, you get a decent night's rest, uh, despite the constant loud snoring of the Dread Pirate Jed uh, <laughs> in the same basement as you guys. Okay. Sleeping on the cots down in the basement here that you've got. Uh, it's not very comfortable. Certainly not as comfortable as Rokan's respite. But maybe if you wanted to spend some money, you could outfit it with some better beds. Bruce it up. Yeah. You emerge in the morning. Breakfast is not on the house here. Of course it isn't. Well, I mean, we got to eat. We need fuel for the butt kicking. So you uh, buy some food and some beverages. We'll just we'll just say that that's part of a gold, and we'll get to the rest of that later. Deal. Get, everybody give me a perception check. 17. This ain't my day. I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Clubhead's got you covered. You got a 23. As you exit the Gilded Cane, you see a group of people in the middle of the park. You see Rokan Raskog in the middle of this group of about a half a dozen people. And he looks like he's explaining something to them. But he looks very nervous. He looks concerned. He looks worried. Oh. I'll go join the crowd and see what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm telling you, you gotta go look for him. It's not like him to miss a performance. Something happened to him. Oh, is he talking about that musician? The, the sexy song guy. Oh, he sees you. Please, you gotta help me, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you need some help with then. Argus Hawk's song's missing. Oh. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Did you check every woman's bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing. He missed his performance last night. He's never done that before. Oh, oh man. Oh, it's not like a bard to miss a performance from my limited experience with bards. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, I'm very worried about him. Are there any leads? I don't have any. I've been busy running me tavern. Do you know where he's been staying? Uh, like he said, he stays anywhere there's a warm bed. Okay, so we should check every woman's bedroom. Who was the last person you saw him with? Uh, I don't know names. So we got a missing person. Have you uh, reported this to the sheriff? Yeah, but he said he's not. he could be done about it. He's not a child. He's a grown man, so he's, yeah. he's on his own. Whatever he's done, he's done. Mm. Okay. We can make some inquiries for you. We're going to be going and talking to some people today anyway. We will inquire about the whereabouts of your bard. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll give you some boiled eggs next time you're in. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he leaves the town square. About this same time, you see Scout Schellenberg, the mayor, hustling toward you. Mr. Mayor, did you ever find out anything about that, uh, that sigil thing? The amulet. 
That is what I am coming to talk to you about. Oh, excellent news. It's the symbol of an ancient order of sages known as the Alliance of the Righteous Light. Ooh, sounds cool. They're a very secretive organization. I, I don't have any other details about them. Oh. Yeah, fancy name. Does the amulet do anything? Uh, I don't believe it does anything. It hasn't done anything while I've had it. Okay. So you've never heard of this alliance? No, and I only found a very brief passage in one of my older tomes which told the tale of a group of investigating knights who entered into a community where mysterious occurrences were taking place. They bore the symbol of a seven-pointed star, indicating that they were members of this order, this alliance of the righteous light. Well, I guess we'll also make ad- inquiries about the Alliance of the Righteous Light while we're making inquiries about the missing bard. In fact, do you know anything about the missing bard? Oh, is it that horny one that plays it? Argus, um, Hawkranger, I think is his name. Wow, you are concussed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he didn't show up to his job last night at Rockin's Respite. Oh, my. Yeah. Unfortunately, I... Sp- don't spend much time tracking the bard. Yeah. So I'm of no use to you there. Do you know of any places that he stayed recently? Like uh, any 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 people who are friends to him? To be honest, I don't care much for <laughs> him or uh, what he's all about. Scout! If I'm being blunt. <laughs> You're just keeping it real, okay? I get it. You were being blunt. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate your honesty. We, we have a couple more questions for you that you can be very honest about. Uh, rapid-fire questions. First of all, is there a chocolatier in town? No. Chocolate? Chocolate? Yeah. Yes, chocolate. I don't even know what that is. Oh. <laughs> well, it's probably good that you don't, because I'm pretty sure it's poison to you. <laughs> Second thing, do you know what that big white building is next to the repository? That is the home of a particularly reclusive satyr who goes by MC. Oh. And we all know what that is, but in case someone doesn't, what's a satyr? Uh, Everybody give me a nature check. Hey, 17. Hey, 17. A zero. I rolled a zero. A zero. Well, Clubhead, you know that a satyr is a fish person <laughs> who uh, who only communicates through farts. <laughs> no, that's not what they are. That, that would explain the stinky water smell. A lot of fish farts in that water in there. Uh, satyrs are fae-related creatures, as I recall. Goat person. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, he's very secretive. He's a lot like Madame Schmoopy, doesn't really talk to anyone. Every now and then, he, he he is inexplicably open for business in the middle of the night, but only for a short time. The middle of the night, you say? Good to know. I'm not even sure what he sells there. Mm, another another building I'll need to dig under, I guess. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, what? Nothing. <laughs> I thought you said you had to dig under the building. I... <laughs> uh, no, no, that's just a turn of phrase that uh, wombat folks like to use. Dig under the building means another place that I want to investigate. Oh, well, sure, that makes sense. Okay. You know, maybe meet the people who live there. (laughs) If you don't know about wombat folk, you might not know that. Again, of the many things I do care about, wombat folks aren't among them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fine. That's that's not offensive at all. Uh, Did we have any other questions? 
I was gonna ask about the dragon turtle thing. So Jeb, he's a part of the wrestling troupe. And I'm just wondering, on which side do you lie where it comes to opinions on Jed? Now I know he used to be a pirate, but I also have heard from even the sheriff he did destroy the dragon. Oh, yes. Uh, once a pirate, always a pirate, if you ask me. Oh. And the only reason he destroyed the dragon turtle is because he was drunk. <laughs> he was sailing his little pirate ship around drunk and happened to ram it. Is there any reason that we should go investigate the dragon turtle shell that you can think of? You know, dragon turtles are said to contain a vast wealth of treasure inside of their guts. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, you already told us that. I did? Yeah, we already know. <laughs> we already knew that. I'm sorry, I've been... I was up all night looking through all of my books to try to find information about this amulet you brought me. Uh, so I didn't get much sleep. So that's maybe why I'm a little angry as well. <laughs> <laughs> you should have a cat nap. By the way, chocolate is not poisonous to cats. I just uh, realized that. Oh. So you should oh. look into it. Can you get me some? Uh, we might be able to do that. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Maybe. Oh, bring bring me some of this chocolate, and uh, I'll test it out, and we'll see if I like it. Yes, well, maybe we'll open a chocolate store and sell tiny slivers of chocolate <laughs> to everyone who comes in. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, there are a lot of businesses here in Merchant Harbor that don't make a lot of sense. So I guess that would fit right in. <laughs> Yes, yeah, okay. once again, your honesty has proven to uh, get right to the point. Oh, thank you. You shoot from the hip, sir. Thank you. Well, I am going to take you up on your suggestion that I take a nap, uh, unless you have another question. <laughs> no, I think we're fresh out. Well, then, I bid you adieu. Adieu. Ah, and he walks off, tail swishing side to side. Now what? We have three things. One is going to be pretty easy. We just got to go to the greasy lizard. So we could wait till the end to do that one if we want. Yeah. What are the other two things? Go to the turtle shell. And try to find the bard somehow. Mm, okay. Go around and ask people if they've seen mm -hmm. the bard. Real fun stuff. <laughs> Who's got the best charisma? I have a 13 charisma. That's, That's the, best. the best. All right. <laughs> I mean, we have Silbeth technically. Although I feel like I haven't seen her in months. She could be dead. We don't know. But uh, she's got to be oh, the one damn, with the... Oh, quick. <laughs> Every time I haven't seen my friend, any of my friends in like a day, I always assume they might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have Bunny make a charisma check. I'm going to say you can use persuasion if you want, and I'll give you advantage. As you guys will spend some time just kind of wandering around town talking to people. 15. Hey, that's not bad, man. You found... One person who told you that they saw Argus Hawk song walking toward the forest north of town. <gasps> the forest north of town. Ooh. Is that the one that led towards the potions guy? Uh, no, that is in the opposite direction. Uh, we have a map of Crow Island on our website, ratedrpgpodcast.com, but allow me to paint a picture for you. <laughs> Imagine a circular clock, 12 o'clock at the top, 6 o'clock at the bottom, and now take a big bite out at 9 o'clock. That bite is the harbor of Merchant Harbor, and the town of Merchant Harbor is our new 9 o'clock. It's further toward the center. 10 o'clock to noon to maybe like 2 o'clock is a vast forest. Mm. And then 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, that's the outer edge 
of the island is a big mountain range, the Silver Mountains, and at the base of those mountains are the mines. Okay. And between Merchant Harbor and the mountains, that's like 50 miles of farms and orchards and grazing land. That's all the Valley of Green Gold, okay. very fertile farmland. From the center of the clock then back down to like three o'clock, four o'clock, and uh, over to seven o'clock, that's all the moist lands. That's brackish swamps and saltwater marshes as the runoff from the mountains makes its way down to the sea and then out at seven o'clock. Okay. Finally, there are some small rocky peaks at eight o'clock, like south of the harbor. Ah. So if we're just looking at Merchant Harbor, the shoe post and the brewery is just to the northwest. The forest is to the north and northeast. The mines are to the east. The moist lands are to the south and southeast. And then Mebay Beachside Estates is just a short distance out of town to the southwest. The harbor and docks are on the west edge of town. And then where's the dragon turtle shell? From what you've heard, the dragon turtle's carcass is a day's journey to the southwest of Merchant Harbor. It's on the far southern edge of those small mountains at like 8 o'clock on the clock face. So there's a beach down there, apparently, and it washed up there. Oh. Well, you know, we haven't been to the northeast. Let's head towards the forest. Let's find the bard before it's too late. So do you gather up any supplies? Should we take a cart for travel, or do we not need one? We don't really need it. We're, uh, I mean, if we find his unconscious or dead body, then we might need a cart to bring it back into town. Okay. But well, I think we've got a wrestler who could carry him. True. Don't mind carrying a corpse. Wouldn't be the first time. Okay. I tell Jed, don't drink a bunch of booze that you can't pay for, uh, and then I'm ready. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. It's my I can't help myself sometimes. You know what? You have a two gold limit until I get back and practice your moves, pal. All right, and practice falling on my head. <laughs> Good job. All right, you leave him there a two gold bar tab per day. <laughs> Bunny, I'm always impressed with your ability to see the good in people. I'm gonna take that at face value because you're not speaking in reverse, but I still feel a little. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, head out to the northeast of Merchant Harbor, and there are a lot of small farms in that direction. Uh, so there are a lot of roads. And um, as you're walking along, you notice that all the plants in the farm fields, they seem like they're bigger than they were just a few days ago. Everybody give me a nature check. Six. Four. <laughs> Plants and animals, I don't give a shit about. I thought a satyr was a fish person who farts, so. <laughs> I rolled a 20. What? <clears throat> sure. Well, uh, Clubhead, you're, I don't know, you're just, you're really into <laughs> fungus, so you're looking for fungus everywhere. You're not paying much attention to the plants. What is Wendell uh, distracted by? He's distracted by some strange feces that he's never seen before in the <laughs> ditch. <laughs> oh, how fascinating. Uh, Bunny, you remember that your dad used to grow ivy plants, like for decoration. Mm. And he was like always talking about these ivy plants and how plants grow a certain amount. And this seems excessive because when you guys were on the north end of town you know, the last few days, like people were just planting certain things and now all of a sudden they're like two feet high. Ooh. I wonder what kind of fertilizer they use around here. 
This is growing way faster than it should. Do you guys think snakes poop? They got to, right? They swallow stuff whole. They can't just keep it inside. Hmm. Maybe that's what that is. Can I go up to one of the, like, plants and, like, see if it reacts to me or something? Uh, sure. You know, you're kind of in a, you know, somebody's farm field, but yeah. All right. Uh, I just, like, wiggle it. I'm just wondering if they're, like, fine, like, like my dad's old plants. Because, like, those things can slowly wrap around stuff. I'm just hoping this isn't, like, uh-huh. an alive vine. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you walk up to it. The plant does not react to you. Okay. Uh, you, t- you touch it. You look at it. Examine it. Uh, it doesn't seem to be alive or sentient or anything. Okay. About that time, you see a farmer who had been crouched down digging out some potatoes. Oh, hey. Hi. What, what can I help you with? We just had some questions. Uh, first of all, can snakes poop? And second of all, where's their butthole? <laughs> oh, uh, snakes poop? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, there there was a snake around here the other day. I killed it. Ah, then it probably was snake feces. I'm right. Nice. nice. Yeah, I reckon you are. I think their butthole is sort of on the bottom side of them, near the back. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, I think that's all we uh, needed to know. Yeah, any questions about my plants? Because... How are they so big so fast? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's the soil here uh, on Crow Island. It's amazing soil. I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's like kind of, I don't know, magic, I guess. Okay. Um, Did you see a bard come by here? One last question. Is that that horny bard from town? Yes. I think he's the only horny bard we know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every day for the past couple of months, I see that. It seems like I see him kind of wander in this direction. Yeah. Oh, is he alone? Yeah. Huh. Which way does he go? He, he goes up toward those trees and he points into the distance. Hmm. Well, there's an answer. You said that your plants grow really fast because of like magic soils or whatever's. Sure. Um, have you ever seen any, um, I don't know, like mushrooms or, or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate them. I got, that's why I got my stick here to bash them. When I see any mushrooms coming up through the ground, I just smash them and bash them. And sometimes I burn them up. Oh, that's quite hateful of you. Hateful? I can't believe you said that to my face. See, our pal here, Clubhead, he is a mushroom colony. That's like his family. Do you have to? To like smash and burn and that's kind of rough, man. Well, I don't want the fungus eating the resources that my potato plants need. You know, if you get a fungus that attaches to the potato plants, your whole crop could be ruined. Well, what if Clubhead talks to him and keeps him away from your crops? Talk to fungus? That's crazy. Hey, sir, we have a griffin for a sheriff. Let's not get too particular. Hey, you have a good point. All right, well, you're welcome to talk to whatever fungus you find. All right, well, thank you. Uh, have a good day. Officer, smash first, ask questions later. <laughs> Everybody give me a perception check. Five. Fifteen. Eighteen. Nice. Clubhead, you think that you see something moving around in a gully uh, behind a big stand of pine trees. Oh. Well, I'll tell the, the, the party to, to wait. There's some movement. And I'll see if I can figure out what it is. Do you want to try to sneak closer or do you want to just investigate from here? Oh, I'll stealth up to it. I'm uh, I'm pretty good at sneaking. All right. Hold on, guys. Wait. 
Oh shit, I rolled an eight. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is moving around in the gully does not see you. Oh my God, you rolled a one. Yeah. Oh, I see that now. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, I I get as close as I can to it uh, without giving away my position, and then I'll see if I can tell what it is. Okay, you get close to it. It's Argus Hawksong. (gasps) What's he doing? He's digging around in the dirt looking for something. Oh. And you can see where he has probably been digging just with, like, sticks looking for something. Wow. Does he look, like, stressed out? Yes. He looks very stressed out. Interesting. I'll sneak back over to the guys. Okay. And and then just, like, whisper, like, I found August. He's really stressed out. He's digging around frantically looking for something, and it looks like he's been doing that all night. Does he, does he look in danger? Maybe to his own mania. Uh, I, I didn't see anything, like nobody was holding a, a, a wand to his head or something, right? No. Maybe he's looking for treasure that he lost. Could be. We better find out what's going on. Yeah. Should we ambush him and jump on him and pin him to the ground and make him tell us? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude. <laughs> oh, well, you said he was crazed. No, he's just frantically digging. There's a big difference. Oh, okay. Everybody give me a perception check. 16. 21. I refuse to be outdone on the perception checks. Oh, boys. Sheesh. I got a natural 20 for a 25. (laughs) (laughs) Bunny, you're locked into this conversation about the bard, and you can kind of see the bard moving around in this gully. So you're watching the bard. He's still digging. He seems to be completely unaware of your presence. Wendell, you detect the aroma of decayed flesh Mm. and clubhead you see two zombies shuffling down the gully toward argus hawk song roll initiative that's the combat music and that is episode 23 of the valley of green gold Oh, we got breaking news. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade rides again. Yes, the heroes from our very first rated RPG adventure, Descent into Avernus, Da Bobby the Enjoyable, Race the Roaster, Glubjeg Greg Rom, and Coslo Ferngrove will be back in action around ye old gaming table. This time, Emery gets to play too, because our buddy Nick from Five Entertainment is going to play the role of Dungeon Master and run all five of us through a two-session adventure that he has created. The return of the GPB is scheduled for the last Tuesday nights in July and August, and you can watch it live. We'll be streaming it on Twitch, just like we do with Cult Busters. Speaking of Cult Busters, our June live stream is Tuesday, June 27th, 7 p.m. Central U.S. time. The link to the stream can be found at ratedrpgpodcast.com. Thank you to the folks who have been so generous in their support of Rated RPG. Folks like Lord Deputy Chris Fail and the Dukes Turtle and Crow. We've got some more potentially decent random stuff coming from them very soon. Thank you to the folks who are always ending up in the headlines of the Merchant Harbor Gazette, Spidey Mouse, GBS Trek, Super Justin 64, and Weary Traveler. Thank you for your support. Our honorary gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members are always ready for action. They are Jerry Vite, Elizabeth Parcells, and Mage. Special thanks to Danny Bell, Banana Fish, and Ranger Ron for your support, too. Finally, it is with a heavy heart that I share some sad news. Velociraptor 
was crushed under an enormous statue recently. The statue toppled and fell during the latest earthquake, and it was reduced to rubble, which is a shame because the statue depicts a local hero named Barnaby. And that beloved statue is no more. Unfortunately, also, uh, Velociraptor was turned into a puddle. So into the bucket of friends, we have poured a big scoop of Velociraptor, and we'll get you uh, resurrected sometime soon. Hey, if you love Rated RPG and you would like to join all of those cool folks that I've just mentioned in supporting us in the making of the Valley of Green Gold and Cult Busters and more, go to Rated RPG Podcast and click Support Rated RPG. You will have our immense gratitude. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.